episode number 52. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor-Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. Today I am recording with a heavy heart. In episode number 33, Consider Joy, I mentioned a friend of mine, Kate Bartolotta, and her book, Choose Joy. I woke up this morning to the news that Kate passed away. I am in a bit of shock, mostly because Kate was relatively young, about my age, with young kids. And while I knew she was in the hospital with pneumonia, I had no idea, no idea, that I would wake up, turn on my computer, and find out that she died. Kate was an author and a self-care coach. She had a very generous heart and was someone who had wisdom beyond her years. I actually never met Kate in person. About half a year ago, I was invited to join a virtual office. <laughs> What does that mean? Well, the work I do, besides when I'm coaching in groups or one-on-one -on -one or leading retreats, it's very solitary. I don't work in a traditional office. Because most of my work is online, I work alone. And for other online entrepreneurs like me, It's a very solitary experience. And so a friend of mine, a fellow coach, organized a small group of five women coaches to be a part of a virtual office. And so we've been meeting every month or every six weeks or so. We meet in a virtual meeting room and we take turns talking and sharing with what's going on in our lives and our businesses and supporting one another and offering help and tips and You know, kind of like you would do if you bump into a coworker at the coffee station, you know, like at a real live office. But just because I didn't meet Kate face to face doesn't mean I don't know her. In fact, ever since my online business has begun, I meet people all the time that I feel a really special connection and closeness with, even though I've never met them face to face, and I might never meet them face to face. And by the way, many of those people are you, my listeners. So anyway, this is a very sad and a very surreal time for me and, of course, for her family. Her friends and family are asking each of us that knew her to consider joy today. Just consider joy. So simple. And yet sometimes so difficult just to make that happen. Anyway, I would like to dedicate this episode to Kate. May her memory be a blessing for all who knew and loved her. Okay, so we are just a few days away from the first Getting Unstuck Challenge, which is going to start this Sunday, April 22nd, 2018. I am so excited for it. We have over 150 people so far signed up. If you haven't signed up yet, all you need to do is go to the website, thestuckmethod.com forward slash challenge. For those people who participate in the free challenge, I'm going to be offering 
something special at the end of the challenge. So if you'd like to learn more about that special thing, then definitely sign up for the challenge. So back to the podcast. I am in the midst of offering a series of stories that relate to children. And one more thing, actually, before I share with you the story, I'd like to share with you a really beautiful comment that I received from a woman named Jo, who posted in my Getting Unstuck Facebook group after hearing last week's episode. This woman recently moved to Israel from England, and this is what she wrote. As a teacher, I liked this episode very much, especially the looking for the ball bit. I'm not sure that I would have been as tolerant with the rudeness from that woman, but at least I'm much more aware of how my reaction would have been. Living in a different culture is a perfect opportunity to reinvent our responses on our stuck moments as you are forced to change. It's not really an option. For example, to get continually pissed off with the customer service or it becomes destructive. Therefore, we are forced not to accept, but to choose a better way to handle the situation that confronts us differently. I wonder how many holes I would have been looking for another ball too before I realized my ludicrously crazy behavior. Learning is so much better with laughter. Yes, Joe, isn't self-deprecating humor the best? It really is. It's one of the reasons I love this work and I love doing this podcast because it allows myself to laugh at myself, which is such great medicine. I think it's probably the best medicine there is aside from love. Okay, so the story for today relates to another child of mine. This one is younger. He's seven. And here's the story. My son travels by bus to school every day and on the bus are assigned seats. And for the first half of the year, he has been sitting with his older brother, which was very comforting to him, especially since he just started first grade and just started traveling to school on bus. Mid-year, which was just recently, there was a decision to allow the kids to choose new bus buddies. The older of my two boys decided he wanted now to sit with his friends, and actually the younger one said the same thing. Now, how was this going to work with 50 kids on a bus? How and who would decide who sits where? Well, it was decided that each kid would write down three friends with whom they would want to sit next to, and then the parents who volunteer for the bus would do the job to reassign the seats. So each of my kids wrote down the names of the top three friends with whom they wanted to sit, and then about a week or so later, the parents received the new list. And I looked at the list, and all seemed fine. Both of my kids were sitting with friends. I told my older son with whom he would be sitting, and he was happy. I told my younger son, and he burst into tears. <laughs> What? What's wrong? I said, you're, you're sitting with your friends. I don't understand. And my son reminded me that this kid that he would be sitting next to wasn't one of the three that he chose. Yes, this kid is in his grade. Yes, they are friends, but it, it wasn't one of his requests. You didn't, I asked. And then he reminded me the three names that he did choose. And you know what? He was right. This kid wasn't one of those three. Now, just like in last week's episode, Mama Gura <laughs> wanted to protect her youngin, right? This is natural. This is instinctual. 
And I've mentioned many times before that one of the reasons we get stuck initially is because we react automatically to things without stopping, right? We live our lives oftentimes half asleep and we follow habits and patterns that we've learned or we've picked up along the way. So what was my natural response? Like, oh, you poor baby, you didn't get your first choice. Let me make a phone call and I'll make this right. And so I did. (laughs) And just like many of our stuck stories where we get into a stuck story because we believe that we're 100% right, that's kind of how I approached the conversation. Even though I was very calm and I was definitely very respectful. It actually wasn't a verbal conversation. It was actually via text. So I wrote the message explaining that my son was really sad, and I asked how it happened if he wrote down his list of names, how could this have happened? And her response, none of the three boys that he listed, listed my son. Mm. See, I hadn't considered that. I assumed that the organizer had made a mistake, but she didn't. She wrote to me back, so we put him with another kid who requested your son, and we assumed that it would be okay. And you know what? It seemed fair to me. And yet at the same time, I felt the need to protect my son, because I believed that this experience would somehow damage his soul for life. (laughs) And I don't want my kids to suffer, just like most parents, right? But I stopped. S. I consciously took a stop because I knew I was stuck. I wasn't sure which emotion I was stuck on, actually. So I took out my Getting Unstuck book, and I looked at the chart of emotions, and my eyes were drawn to the words worry and uncertainty. So I T, I told myself that I was stuck on worry, and I was stuck on uncertainty. And then you, Uncover, I asked myself, why was I feeling those feelings? I uncovered the thoughts underneath worry and underneath uncertainty, and I told myself that I believed that this experience, as I mentioned it before, would scar him for life. (laughs) I guess I really believed that. And I believed my son should not have any difficult experiences in his life. I believed if I couldn't protect my son from pain or harm, he would blame me. And I believed if I couldn't protect my son, he would lose trust in me to protect him when he would really need it. Those were my beliefs. And then I reflected on them, and I noticed none of them were true. This experience is going to scar him for life, really? Do I know that for sure? My son shouldn't have any difficult experiences in his life, really? Why not? And by asking myself that second question, I was able to see, consider that actually having difficult experiences in your life and learning how to cope and get through them can actually strengthen a person. And so in that moment, I considered that this was a good life lesson for my son, that he won't always get what he wants, that life isn't always fair, and life isn't always going to throw roses at you. Knowing this at a young age can actually maybe help him later on in life. Maybe. I can consider that. So that night I spoke with my son again, and I broke the news to him that the three kids that he chose to sit with, none of them chose him. 
I think he was kind of shocked <laughs> by that news. We're talking about a first grader where many of the kids are friends with each other anyway, but still, he has his favorite friends, just like you and I. And he was shocked that I guess he wasn't on their list. And so I asked him what he would want from me. Would he want me to see if I can still do some switching around? Or does he want to just stay with what was decided? And he thought about it and he answered, I'll stay with what they decided. It's fine. And that was it. I didn't try to make any changes. My son accepted the situation. He seems to be completely fine since all of this has happened. And he learned a good lesson. Well, he probably learned more than one lesson, but he learned at least one. And I learned a good lesson too, which is that when our children go through difficult periods, sometimes it's a good life lesson for them. And it can actually be a positive force, even though it's uncomfortable. And I, okay, I told myself that it was okay that I got stuck on worry and uncertainty in the first place. If you have someone in your life that is beloved, whether it's a child or a spouse or a neighbor or a coworker, who is going through an emotionally challenging time, your instinct may be to protect your loved one from feeling or going through any suffering. But you may want to consider, maybe, that there is something for this person from which he or she can learn. It's not to say that I'm advocating suffering, of course, not at all. But what I am saying is that before we try to protect our loved ones from feeling any sort of difficulty, sometimes we might want to ask ourselves if there is something this person can learn because he is going through this difficult time. Maybe there's an opportunity there, an opportunity for growth, despite the challenge. Just something to consider. Next week, I'm going to share with you yet another stuck story regarding one of my other boys. I have three boys and a girl. And this story is actually much more serious than the other two I already shared with you. In fact, these two stories that I shared with you this week and last week, they don't even come close to comparison to the story I'm going to tell you next week. It's a difficult story. It recently happened, and the truth of the matter is it hasn't really been resolved yet. I'm hoping it will be by the time I share this story with you next week. If it doesn't, I'm still going to share it with you. So stay tuned for that. Remember to sign up for the challenge. Yay for the Getting Unstuck Challenge starting Sunday, April 22nd. Go to the website, thestuckmethod.com forward slash challenge. And remember today, choose joy. That's it for today, my friends. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.thestuckmethod.com.